Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Danielle Mulvey. Danielle, are you ready to do this? Let's go, George. Let's go. Danielle is a former flight attendant turned entrepreneur who has cracked the code on recruiting and retaining what she calls five-star employees. She's the host of Profit First Nation. She's got a book coming out at the end of 2023. Danielle, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I am a, a, a wife and a, um, and a mother. So I have uh, two children that uh, we are both very proud of. They uh, play very high level competitive water polo. They were both named to the U.S. national team this past year wow. um, for their respective age groups. My son played in Budapest representing Team USA. So um, we are uh, just on a pool deck on any given day. So amazing. And professionally, how did you uh, how did you get inspired to do the work that you're doing? So, oh my goodness, um, I uh, kind of had an opportunity to start my own advertising and marketing firm when I was 25 years old, and I took advantage of that opportunity. And what's funny is, is uh, I. I was, you could say, lucky with my first hires. They were great. But my hiring strategy, being a you know 25-year-old entrepreneur, was to hire people younger than me because they would have no experience and they wouldn't know that I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, and that strategy worked for a couple of, you know, maybe a couple of years. And then I had uh, an employee who just... Well, let's just say I woke up one Monday morning saying, can I call in sick to my own company? Because it was just, I was dreading having to come in and deal with him for another week. And that was really like where I drew the line in the sand. And I said, this is a, this is crazy. Like I need to understand how to not make this kind of hiring mistake again. And so at that moment, I just kind of went all in on understanding and, and really improving and, and creating a process and a system around recruiting and hiring the best of the best, like the top tier, what we term five-star employees, the top 15% of available talent in the market for the given rate. And, um, you know, 24 years later... <laughs> Here, here, here I am um, with, with the fruits of those labors. And I've built, you know, we've got multiple companies, my husband and I, um, that do over $50 million a year annually. And I really only have to spend about 10 hours a week overseeing the operations of those businesses because we have five-star employees who, you know, just do fantastic work and a fantastic job and do the job better than myself could do um, in any of the tasks and such. So... Um, now I'm at a position and, and hosting Profit First Nation, you know, where I, Mike and I, the author of Profit First, um, in talking to entrepreneurs who've implemented Profit First, um, and, and, but still struggling with profitability, what we found with 10 or more employees, a million dollars or more in real revenue, their, their biggest expense was payroll. And the biggest problem with their payroll is that um, average ho-hum or worse one, two, or three-star employees were, are dragging down their, their payroll, um, increasing that expense, which is killing their profitability. Because one five-star employee does the work of two or three, one, two, or three-star employees. So when you settle for less than five-star employees, you are just like, can I cuss? Please. 
you're just pissing money in the wind. I mean, um, so, so, so that just kind of became the aha and Mike's books are sort of an evolution with entrepreneurs. And so, um, so, so our work with all in, um, and that book that's coming out in December, 2023 is really kind of like, okay, this is, this is, this is a, a real problem for entrepreneurs. They're really everyone's just kind of ad hocing it, copying and pasting other people's job job descriptions and their postings and et cetera. And it's just a bunch of just useless garbledy gook that doesn't do anything to attract and retain five star employees. The the pain of hiring the wrong person, which you've nicely laid out, and the costs are astronomical, yet it's so common. It's wild. It, it is crazy. And, and it sort of becomes like a prisoner's dilemma, too. I mean, one of the reasons why I just like, again, was like, OK, like, I guess I can start another company and and help entrepreneurs with this was with my dad in his business. I mean, he's been in business for over 45 years. And uh, my stepmother was just like, this person's got to go. Everyone in the organization was this person's got to go. Uh, he had... Um, you know, his part-time controller quit because she said, I can't work with this person. This person's got to go. And, you know, my dad felt stuck and he's just like, but like, at least I know what I, what I have to deal with. I like what, what's to say that I wouldn't make the same hiring mistake again that, you know, and, and I sat in on interviews with him and, and, and his uh, CPA firm, and he picked that we had four great candidates and he picked the guy who was fresh out of out of college um, and played volleyball at UCLA. But, you know, he kind of like looked and acted like my dad to a certain degree, you know, 40 years earlier or so. Um, and, and that's who my dad went with. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, like it was he ruled out probably the best candidate because the guy, poor guy, wore a suit to the interview. <laughs> Um, you know, and so he was, he's most, most people subjectively hire, um, and, and we've got to get away from subjectively hiring. And so, you know, using something like the five-star employee rating system gives you an objective way to, uh, assess talent, um, and, and move away from that subjectivity, which tends to, uh, lead to mishires. That's so funny. I it and it's so identifiable that we want to hire people that are sort of like us or we perceive to be like us and just be totally subjective about that. And then hold on to people that just, you know, the devil that I know is 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 maybe better than the devil that I don't know. And I mean, I like to think about and talk about behavioral finance. Well, it's essentially, you know, we all have these blind spots and unless we're paying attention to them, then we have no idea that we're you know, experiencing and doing the same thing over and over again. So being objective, having this process, um, I think it, it obviously the more we can have processes and be objective about something, the better. So tell me about, tell me about the five-star um, program. So the five-star employee rating system is based off of five criteria and it allows you to objectively assess talent. And so, you know, when you, when you go through it, you either know someone is a five-star employee, a one-star employee, or a three-star employee. Uh, and so the first criteria is core values. And so it's really important that uh, you want to clone yourself. Well, then the best way to do that is at the foundation and making sure that your, that your new hires are aligned with your core values. 
values. And we're talking about like your true core values, not the aspirational values, but the owner's values that are just like steadfast and they've always been the same and they've always been true to that individual. Um, and you know, what's funny is, is once you start to like really look at and think about, okay, you know, if these are my core values, um, and you want to make sure that you have clarifying statements around those too. So, so everyone understands exactly what you mean when you say, um, uh, delighting others, uh, if that's a core value of yours. And it's important to like, again, think about the people that you've, that, that have worked in your organization before that were not so hot. They probably weren't so hot and, and not a fit because they, they didn't align with your core values. Um, so that is the first, uh, the first criteria. The second criteria is uh, the 11 universal qualities of a five-star employee. So we've identified 11 universal qualities uh, that are just, no matter the role, no matter the position, these are the qualities that are, are steadfast and true for a five-star employee. And out of these 11... Two of them are coded green, which means they're relatively easy to change. Two of them are coded red. And then uh, the rest of them are coded gray, which means that um, they can be uh, ad adjusted and coached on um, you know, with that intention about helping them improve those qualities. But um, you know, the two that are red, those are like red flag deal breakers. If, if someone doesn't meet your you know, rating for, for those, uh, criteria, those qualities, then that they're not no longer a viable, uh, potential five-star candidate. So those two red qualities are, uh, listen and, uh, limber. So we don't like to use the term flexibility. We, we suggest all, uh, business owners, all hiring managers never use the word flexibility because what you're meaning when you mean flexible is you're really meaning limber. And when an employee sees flexible, they think it's something else. They think it's all about them. Um, and, and you really need people to be limber. You need people to be able to um, be amenable to change, to pivot, to be, uh, you know, able to just do whatever needs to get done and be, be limber, not flexible. Uh, and then the second red is listen. So you want individuals who can listen with their, all their senses. Uh, you know, they're, they're people who take notes. They're people who observe things. They're people who, you know, just again, use all of those senses. I had an interview back in March with a candidate and I was like three and a half minutes into the interview and she wasn't answering me, my questions directly. And so I'm just like, okay, she's not answering. Let me, let me kind of like simplify, make more simple questions. And literally at about the five and a half minute mark, she still wasn't. So I just was like, I'm sorry, but I don't think this is going to be a fit. I didn't try to make it work. It was just like, okay, when, when this is a clear red flag, when she's definitely, you know, demonstrating that she doesn't have the quality of being able to listen, then she's out as a candidate. I love it. And that is, I, I, I feel like, like when we're hiring people, we ignore red flags and we do that at our absolute peril. 
because because we're subjective about it. You know, right. it's like I mean, there's there's no there's no measurement. You know, it's just like your your gut. Um, and so when you use something like the five star employee rating system, you know, it it forces you into that objectivity and um, and and getting honest with yourself instead of just keeping it in your head. Um, and that's typically what we do. We we don't necessarily write down those red flags or we don't we don't have a litmus test um, that we can bump it up against. It's just like well, I mean, I don't want to, uh, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, that's, that's the hard part and why we have to be more objective in our hiring is we want to see the good in people. And that's, right. that's amazing. That's great. But, um, you know, just because someone's not a five-star employee for the role that you're hiring for doesn't mean that they're a five, not a five-star employee for another role. I mean, I like to say that I could get hired as a bookkeeper tomorrow. No problem. Easy. But I'm going to be honest, I would be a two-star bookkeeper because although I could do the job, I would hate it. I wouldn't enjoy it. I would procrastinate. I would you know, do all those things. But I mean, I am a five-star entrepreneur. So you know, it's really about... The problem is, is that when someone applies for the job, um, there could be misalignment there too of, of they think that they can do it. Um, and that's why it's important to test for it. Um, but let's continue on if that's okay yeah, with the five-star... So number three are um, making sure the candidate has the appropriate aptitude and skills for the role. So as I talked about, you know, it doesn't matter if you can say it, it matters if you do it. So it's really important to create testing that's specific to the skills that you need for the role. I mean, of course you could use like basic Excel and and um, and 10 key and typing tests and, and accounting and bookkeeping tests, et cetera. But, you know, I also like to create other tests, um, you know, like if I'm looking for attention to detail or if I'm needing them to do something that's repetitive over and over or be able to follow a list and a checklist, et cetera. So we also create tests in, in our organization. But then um, there's over 30 aptitudes as well that uh, that we've defined. And, um, and you want to interview around those aptitudes and then make sure that you're rating that individual um, on those on those aptitudes and kind of like what is the rating that you need um, for someone with with those particular aptitudes. Uh, the fourth uh, criteria in the five star employee rating system is success metrics. So it's really important that you take the the job description and you kind of you need that formal job description that has everything in the kitchen sink in it. But but you also want to have the three to five key responsibilities highlighted. These key responsibilities are going to be what drives the revenue, what drives the profitability for your business. Um, and even an admin is driving revenue and profitability for the business. And so with those three to five key responsibilities, you want to quantify what success looks like in that for that position and those responsibilities. And when I say quantify, you want to attach numbers, metrics, dollar signs to that. So for example, one of our businesses, we process long-term care claims for the state of California employee pension and retirement system. And so, you know, throughout our recruitment process, starting with the job posting, you know, we say that um, you know, you you're you're processing, you're adjudicating long-term care claims, and you have to meet 98% financial accuracy, 95% procedural accuracy, and you need to be processing 42 claims a day. So it's very clear, it's very direct. You know exactly what success looks like 
in the role. And if you look at other job descriptions for other sort of claims examiner positions, there's no mention, mention of metrics. And what, what this also does is it attracts the people who are like, yeah, I like to gamify my work. Yeah, I like to have a challenge. Yes, I like to know where I stand in terms of uh, meeting goals and expectations. And it repels the people that are really not qualified or not wholly going to be going all in on the job if they're going to be held accountable uh, to any sort of metrics. Nice. That makes a ton of sense. And then the fifth criteria is return on payroll. So this kind of goes hand in hand with the fourth criteria. And return on payroll means that um, the individual should be producing a 3x return on payroll. So as I mentioned, an admin, you know, a lot of people think, well, the admin is not contributing to, uh, to, to revenue. They're behind the scenes. And I'm like, well, absolutely, they're contributing to, to, to the revenue of the company because each thing they're taking off the plate um, at their rate of maybe $20 an hour so that the uh, person that they're supporting, whether it be the, the president or, or the um, you know, chief financial officer, et cetera, everything that they're taking off the plate at $20 an hour is allowing that other person to do their work that's you know, valued more in the $300, $400, $500 an hour range. Um, and so that's how you just make sure that everyone is in alignment with making sure that what they're doing is producing that 3x return on, on payroll. I love it. I love a good framework and process, Danielle, and this definitely is. So how, how hard is it for people to actually implement this? Uh, you know, it's, it's really a discipline and it's, it's, it's the discipline about never settling. So, um, it's, it's not hard to do. Um, it just, it just takes a little bit of time, um, to really get clear on what you want, um, and, and, and craft questions around being able to, um, objectively assess if the person has the, the qualities, the aptitudes, the skills specifically around, um, what, what you need for the particular role in the organization. Um, and, you know, we do it in a fun way. Um, we get you and your team together and we collaborate with actually other, other teams and other businesses too. Um, and, you know, uh, it's also important to think about like, what don't you want? What hasn't worked before? Like, what are your pet peeves? Um, and, and we make sure to prioritize those um, in, in the process as well. Uh, so that, uh, so that that's part of one of your filters is, uh, is not bringing, allowing someone in who is going to just gnaw at you uh, with, with one of your pet peeves. Yeah, that's funny. So tell us, tell me, tell me what you really want in an employee. Like, well, I guess tell me what you don't want. This, 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 this. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> you're exactly right. Like, um, it's, it's, it's easier to go with like fixing the negative first. Absolutely. Uh, pain hurts twice as bad. So, all right. We're anyway, you I think everybody understands what I'm trying to say. Awesome. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can they engage with you and implement the five-star employee rating system in their company? So I think the best place, I know I just kind of like dumped it all um, on, on everyone here, but if you text never settle as one word, never settle to 411321. So that's never settle texting it to 411321. Then um, you will get our how to hire five-star employees guide. And um, what's cool about that is we have just a quick 
uh, litmus challenge um, that lays out the 11 qualities of, uh, of a five-star employee. And it has you rate um, your, one of your like most favorite best employees who you like to clone against like the person that, that, that was a missed hire in your organization. And so it really kind of starts to get that aha about like, okay, well, it's not so bad when I have something on paper <laughs> to, uh, to help me through this recruiting and hiring process. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Danielle your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Text never settle to 411-321 and take care or take advantage of that assessment of going through the 11 qualities and find out if this rating system will help you start making great hires and avoid those awful ones that make you want to quit your job as the CEO. Thanks again, Danielle. Thanks, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.